Hello, everyone. I am Chad Inman, otherwise known as Laura's husband. Thank you for joining me today. We're going to be looking at John chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, explained Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible? Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things. No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. Anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it. For, their, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do, do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So a lot going on here. Within this story is what I consider to be the most famous verse of the Bible. John 3:16. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Whether you grew up in, the, in a Christian home or if this audio devotional is your first experience studying the Bible, you've probably read or heard John 3.16. John 3.16 has become a slogan for reaching the lost for Christ. We see it posted on billboards, t-shirts, bumper stickers, and even on the cheap phones of Tim Tebow. Looking at this famous verse in this context gives us added meaning. When Jesus originally makes this statement, it is in private to a man named Nicodemus. So here's the twist. Nicodemus was not a religious outsider. He would have not been considered what we call the lost. Nicodemus is a Pharisee, which meant he was a religious leader. He would have studied the Torah, what we call the Old Testament, from the time he was a small child. He probably had committed that whole thing to memory. Nicodemus was expected to respond to Jesus like his fellow Pharisees had, with disapproval. 
Despite this, Nicodemus is compelled to go to Jesus. He knew that there was something missing in his life. Nicodemus needed more than his religious status could bring him, and he believed that Jesus might have the answer. So here's the thing. Regardless of our religious or spiritual backgrounds, this story, with its famous verse, has something to say to us. I can imagine what Nicodemus must have been thinking and feeling when Jesus brushed off his compliment and cut right to it. He must be born again. He is confused by this, and I can relate. What does it really mean to be born again? Well, rebirth means starting from scratch, a new beginning. Jesus' closing remarks make it clear that it also means putting one's faith, or makes it clear it means putting one's faith in him. But he also makes it clear that it means bringing the dark secrets of our life out into the light. This part of the equation gets missed sometimes. It's hard to swallow. Jesus didn't come to make a slight tweak, a small course correction to human history and to individual lives. Jesus came to change everything. He came so that we can start over and completely reject the old way of doing things. I have to admit that I resonate with Nicodemus. I'm right there with him. I'm someone who has put my belief in my status. I've kept my personal, relational, and spiritual struggles hidden in the darkness to save face, and it left me feeling empty. It made it impossible for me to experience the amazing renewing that Jesus had in store for me. So the question for us today is this. What areas of our lives might God be calling us to completely start over with? What areas do we need to bring into the light so there might be a fresh renewing? And what things do we need to stop believing in so that we can start, so we can better believe in Jesus and the eternal and abundant life that he has in store for us? Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, it seems so simple. You sent your son to the world so that anyone who believes in him will have eternal life. But there are so many other things that we put our trust in. And there are so many things that we want to keep to ourselves, that we want to keep hidden in the shadows. Pray that we would believe in Jesus and believe in the grace that he represents. Pray that you would give us the courage to take our secrets out of the darkness and expose them to life. All these things in your son's name. Amen. Thanks for joining me, guys. Have a great day.